0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Where the Light is podcast. This is the podcast where we work to get spiritual insight, to illuminate things in the spirit, to illuminate things in the word of God, and work to strengthen believers. I am Ruben, and I'm your host. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are all fine today on this fine, fine, fine Thursday. Um, I know that things have been a bit rough lately, but today will be nothing different in a different way, in a good way, of course. Uh, I have a, a strong, strong word for you today. I have a strong word for you today. This is not a, a kind word necessarily. This is not a a, a passive word. This isn't a, a, um, a weak or a feel-good uh, message, though. But... It should bless you and it should illuminate things that are happening in the spirit realm right now that the Lord is pressing me to speak on. So, as usual, let's go ahead and start up with prayer before we get into this whole thing. Holy Spirit, we come to you today. We thank you for this opportunity to be able to speak on your behalf, to be able to come and sup together with you, to be able to to break the bread of life. Lord, every day with you is a communion. And we ask you as a communion. You come. And you just help us out. Because a communion is multiple parties. And you are surely there. Because the Bible says. When two or three gather in your name. Surely you are in the midst of them. Holy Spirit bring clarity to this message. Bring clarity. We ask that every heart under the sound of my voice be open. Every ear under the sound of my voice be receptive. And hearing. That every that has an ability to hear let it so hear and let it come down and and be received in the spirit of these people listening these people sweet people listening the holy spirit we ask you to come with power to manifest your power on behalf of us we come and we say we welcome you and we say come And break the power of the enemy over our lives And expose what is going on And we thank you for surely you are doing this thing Surely you are doing this work Thank you Jesus We thank you, we thank you And in your name we pray, amen So today, the title of this message is Stop laying with Jezebel This is a message, obviously, from the title You can tell this is about the spirit of Jezebel This is a specific word that I got for this week. for its, And I believe it is for the specific time period. I believe, I believe this is a season of exposure. Where the Lord is truly bringing principalities. And other things to light. Everything of that nature will be brought to light. So the Lord can bring forth this end time revival. So the Lord can bring forth this thing. So the Lord can raise up the church. Who will actually... Stop abuse who won't be abusive who will have a pure heart and clean hands towards him This is not like I said, this is not a feel-good message This is a very serious one that must be taught. This is a very serious one that must be taken seriously This is not about again, as I say, this is not about any specific person This is not targeted, but was taught and brought up by in my spirit to teach at this particular given time Last week, I actually spoke. I had a word from the Lord at the towards the end of the, the episode. And it said specifically, Exposure is the call or beckoning of the deeper things. It's not necessarily made to condemn, but to be seen as an invitation to step into the deeper things in me, says the Lord. This is about exposure. This is not a message to condemn. This is not a message to necessarily condemn. If you don't answer in a while, if, if the people who are influenced under this influence do not answer and do not respond, it will cause consequences to come out of stepping in, walking in disobedience. But this is a call back to the intimacies of the Lord. This is a call back to the things of the Lord. This is a beckoning. This is not just a warning. It's a beckoning back to Him. This message is intended this message is intended to illuminate things going on. So you will notice while this message is going on, things may pertain to your life and people around you. Things may pertain to even you. And we want to make that illuminated, we want to make that known so things can be dealt with in the spirit today. Um like I said, uh, Proverbs speaks, it speaks that we must speak out, speak out against injustice, against abuse, against people, and for the people who have no voice. We are called to speak out. We are called to speak out. We stand with you. People who have been um, affected by the Spirit, we stand with you. People who have experienced the nasty traits and things of the spirit, deliverance is headed your way. Some of you maybe even be surprised again to find out that by the end of this message, as we pray, we're gonna have a prayer at the end of this message for deliverance. But at the end of this message, the things that were binding you, the things that were holding you, will start to dissipate and and it'll let go it's hold of and grasp of your life and you'll notice a light a lightness Uh, you'll notice that things will start to change by today and i proclaim it and i declare it in the in the atmosphere because i come with a message bearing a message and with that message where the spirit of the lord is there's freedom and liberty available so we come today under that we are called to judge righteously and not go by appearances. John 7 verse 24 says that. We are called to judge righteously. We're not called to just go by what we see, but by the spiritual. We are called to test all spirits. 1 John 4 verse 1 says, Do not believe anything. Do not believe everything that you see but test the spirit. We are called to do these things. Those who have been in positions of influence, those who have been hurting my people, says the Lord, my children, says the Lord, these people who have hurt both my people and my children will be shown for who they truly are and brought down unless they come to repentance before the coming time. So as we start today, let's go ahead and turn to Revelation chapter 2. This will be more or less the base scripture for today. Uh, starting with verse 18 and so the angel of the church of Thyatira write these things says the son of god who has eyes like flames of fire and his feet like fine brass i know your works your love service faith and your patience and ask for your works the last are more than the few are the first nevertheless I have a few things against you because you allow that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and to eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am He who searches the mind and hearts. And I will give to each of you according to your works. Now, to you, I say, and the rest of Thyatira, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, and as they say, I will put on you no other burden. But hold fast what you have till I come, and he who overcomes and keeps my word until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. Well, we can go ahead and stop there. So obviously this passage is speaking about Jezebel, and we see that since it's talking about Jezebel, Jezebel is in initially in first kings first and second kings and she dies in second kings so obviously this is not talking about a specific person this is not talking about the literal person of jezebel this is talking about a spirit that was attached to her a spirit that was in operation a spirit that is called the spirit of jezebel or known as the spirit of jezebel and so we have to look at the life of jezebel to see how the spirit likes to operate uh, going back into the scripture, if you notice, again, like I said in the beginning, the Lord has given time to repent. He has given time to repent, and this is an opportunity for some to repent. You will hear this message, and this is an opportunity to repent. Um, it the Bible, it says that she has uh, seduced his people, his servants, to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols um it's funny because i, I was reading that that line talking about uh, eating things sacrificed to idols and there's another scripture in the new testament i believe it, it's it's one of the epistles Is paul talking about basically you're allowed it's okay to eat things offered to idols like we're allowed to but if you it, it's the same scripture that says if you cause a brother to stumble then don't do it well so i was confused i was conflicted i was saying why what's the difference what's the difference between eating the things offered to idols in that passage that was allowed and not allowing it in this passage well this passage again is a spiritual passage it's a spiritual based passage and it's basically saying that you shouldn't operate in the things and the the rituals that that were like basically idolatry this whole thing is an idolatry. It's it's uh, operating in a in a sense an occultic thing. Idolatry is an occultic thing, um, and the other thing basically when Paul speaks of it, he's basically speaking of merely eating the meat that was offered to it and don't have to worry because we all know it's just meat. But this is talking about partaking in the actions that go along with it. Um, the Bible, he says he will cast her into a sick bed okay and those who commit adultery with her into great uh, tribulation so we don't want to be in adultery with her we want to repent unless says there unless they repent of their deeds um we don't want to be involved we don't want to be caught up with this spirit we want to be removed from it we want to deal with it so yeah this this pat this um uh, during the making of this, I heard directly from the Holy Spirit. That's how I know how to um, how to approach this today. That's how I know that this was the passage. And honestly, this is a, a teaching I haven't really heard before. I've heard the the teaching of Jezebels. You can go and search it throughout YouTube. You can go search in uh, Jezebel and you'll see a bunch of different um, sermons. You'll see a bunch of different sermons on this topic. But this word I got from the Lord is a bit different than anything I've seen. So it's very interesting and very, very, very telling of a lot of things that even I've been through in my life. So let's start off. Here's some. This is what Jezebel looks like at times. This is what uh, some of her traits. This is what she is. She works best. Jezebel typically be, is best around weaker people, weaker parties. And when I mean weak, by the way, this is not necessarily weak in the sense of being like a wimp. This is not weak in the sense of being like, you know how people are like, not physically weak. It's not like uh, physically weak. At times, the people who are attached to her, who are connected to her, can be strong in appearance, can be strong and and seemingly aggressive. But the weakness in this passage, in this situation, is usually in the sense of a lack of lackadaisical or lack of accountability or lack of checks and balances. Jezebel likes to manipulate. She likes to control. Honestly, uh, Jezebel likes to love bomb. Often love bombs you first to throw you off. And then moves in to do her work. Remember, Jezebel is a spirit. So people who have symptoms don't they might not necessarily usually have all the symptoms like when you have a flu you don't necessarily have all the symptoms of a flu so not everything on this list might apply but they are tells of what's going on and also in this whole um this whole thing <laughs> it's it's just this is meant to tell you how to react and how to identify. So keep that in mind. This in, in this whole teaching. Okay. So anyway, she often love bombs you first and throws you off to throw you off, and then moves in to do her work. This is if you realize Jezebel was married to Ahab. Jezebel Jezebel was intimate with Ahab, and ultimate. But ultimately, she was the one who really like. Did her bidding. She was not a king. She was not the king. Ahab was the king of Israel. And yet Ahab. Didn't seem like the king. Jezebel was moving in his stead. Doing things. Ordering killings. She was um. She was doing her bidding. At, at free. Like freely. Whatever she wanted to do. She could do. Because Ahab. Didn't check her. He didn't put her in her place. When he ordered the killing. Of um he ordered the killing of one specific person Ahab literally could have corrected her as the king and should have corrected her because that wasn't right that was literally abuse and he never did anything he just he just sat there he sat there Jezebel works with a lack of accountability that's why you have to be careful to not surround yourself with yes men, to not surround yourself with people who will suck up to you and tell you everything you want to hear. But when you need to hear something that's coming straight from the mouth of the Lord that that uh holds you accountable, you have that person around. You need that. Oftentimes, I've noticed oftentimes Jezebel moves and in individuals. And moves it into idolatry. Like I said in, in the passage in Revelation 2. That was all an act of idolatry. It says that, he, that Jezebel led the servants of the Lord into sexual immorality. Sexual immorality is normally idolatry. And idolatry outside of the Lord obviously. He was not your idol. He It was idols outside of the Lord. Jezebel likes to move its, its members into idolatry, whether it be subtle or blatant, it is there. Uh, they will cause the individual to esteem them above God at points, or esteem maybe esteem their way of life. Um, in Jezebel's case, in her story, she esteemed people to the worship of Baal. This idolatry can honestly consists of many different things, but we have to be clear, idolatry is idolatry. Like I said, this may consist of maybe you idolizing their lifestyle, idolizing what they have, idolizing how they look, idolizing their ministry, idolizing this or that, um, to the point to where it shifts the focus and the focus no longer is on the Lord, but it's more so on that person and on that person, what they do and on their life and how you can be more like them. When we are not called to be like people. We are called to be like Jesus. And we are called to be sons and daughters of Christ. Primarily. Primarily. Sons and daughters of Christ. Okay, so. Oftentimes we speak of Jezebel. But Jezebel is a duo. Jezebel is a duo. It works in a couple. Um, Jezebel is usually around an Ahab spirit that consists of one weaker complacent party Ahab the Ahab spirit is another spirit and honestly i don't even hear us talking about ahab which is funny cuz it reminds me of the situation with the um the adulteress the adulterer um in the new testament who was brought to jesus to be stoned where's the man where's the man we are we are dealing with two parties here the same thing we're dealing with two parties next week we'll be handling the ahab spirit because ironically the ahab spirit is the worst spirit it's the one that's it's it's the one that allowed everything jezebel is doing it allows it all to happen ahab is the the main spirit but you never hear about this so we'll go ahead and tackle this next week but this week we're on jezebel um jezebel is the manipulative manipulative spirit of the two uh first kings 21 Verse 25 says, But there is none unto Ahab, like unto Ahab, which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel, his wife, stirred up. So we see it's Jezebel stirring it up. She caused him. She manipulated him. She became the thing that caused Ahab to sin, that caused him to do wickedness in the sight of God. Like I said, Ahab was the king of Israel and he did like his fathers, like his forefathers, like the people who came, who went before him. He was horrible because he allowed idolatry and these other gods and these foreign gods and the sexual immorality to come into Israel again as king. Um. Moving on. 1st... Uh, Yeah, moving on. Okay. Jezebel often moves the victim. This is another thing she does. She moves often moves the victim into fear of speaking out or fear of going against her. And it moves the individual into isolation. It silences the victim. Even at times, honestly, at times if she feels threatened or challenged, she may try to use a person or an individual as an example. And if it comes out, if she comes against you enough, she will try to get rid of you in any way. Jezebel's very prideful. She's very prideful. She's all about those appearances. She's all about control. So when someone bucks that control, when someone bucks her, when someone speaks against her, she will try to, to get rid of that person, to minimize that person, to even embarrass that person. First uh, Kings 19 Verses 1 through 4, and Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and withal how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw this, he arose and went for his life and came to Bashirba, which belonged to Judah and left his servant there but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat under a juniper tree and requested for himself that he might die and said it is enough now o lord take away my life for i am not better than my fathers Jezebel moved him into fear because she threatened his life that the, the situation the context of this whole this message this um passage was the my god will answer by fire thing with the altars if y'all know that that story basically uh jezebel had her prophets of baal and elijah they both made an altar they both made each an altar and they were saying our god if whoever's real will answer by fire well obviously elijah's god answered and the fire came down and elijah had those prophets slain he had them killed So in response, Jezebel is saying, just like they were killed, I'm going to have you killed. So she moved him into a place of isolation because he was fearing for his life. Jezebel often does that, not necessarily always the fear of your life in every case. But she likes to move you into a place to where you have to avoid her because if you realize that the prophetic is the only thing that can exploit her and see clearly what she's doing. When you're a seer, when you're a prophet, when you're a prophetic person, you can see what Jezebel is doing. Um, when you're in tune with the Lord, you can see what Jezebel is doing because it's a it's an, a deceptive spirit. It's a charismatic spirit. and She likes to get rid of them because the prophets are the ones, the mouthpiece of the Lord, the people who call and see the things that are going on and address them. The intercessors, whatever the, whatever it may be. She likes to get rid of the people who can expose and exploit her. And she will even threaten them to the point to embarrassment. To the point to where you will even question your life. You will question everything. You, She likes to do that. She, um, she will get you to the point to where you will be beaten down so low... That you will, like, at times be... It sounds like, okay, you will question your life. You will question the things you have done. You will You will be moved into a place where you're not so sure, was this of God? Were, were the, the choices I made that I clearly did hear from the Lord, were they of God? Um, Jezebel's a gaslighter. If you don't know, gaslighting is basically uh, bending your reality. So basically, the, the abuser lies and manipulates to bend your reality into it not being so. To lie and to think that your reality is not so. So for those of you who have um, heard things from the Lord and you see things in the Spirit and you're questioning Am I just crazy? Am I just critical? Am I negative? Am I bitter? Do I have church hurts? And, um, am I really seeing this? Because no one else seems to see this. You see this. I've come to tell you today, you are truly not crazy. You see these things. These are what. This is what's happening. Just because you're the only one to see something and the others are falling prey does not mean you are crazy. That means you are sober-minded and at points... The Lord will use you to pray and intercede to bring the people out of this mess. You are not crazy. I come to tell you, you are not crazy. Um, Jezebel moves and she capitalizes in fear. Remember, Satan's major, major weapon is fear. So Jezebel will move you into fear. She'll move you into anxiety or whatever it may be to torment you or cause torment. She tries to take you out in that regard. Uh, she intimidates you again. Uh, she has you so busy trying to walk on eggshells, trying to navigate that she, that it throws you off balance so she can strike. She war- lives to work off of that imbalance, she lives to work off of that torment and fear. Uh, Jezebel is manipulative, she's cunning, she does things. Uh, sneakily in subtle ways, she again often gaslights you or victim blames you. So, again, for those who have spoken out against her, for those who see things, for the spirit likes to twist the things that you do see, and say, no, you're just seeing things. No, you're just being lied to. No, you're you're you're, you're deceived. No, you're what you're what, what's going on is not real. You're just making it up or you're just being bitter. You're just you're um you're you're just basically bucking the system. You're just basically being a little nuisance. Jezebel likes to lie and gaslight and victim blame. It doesn't like when people speak out. Uh at times at times Jezebel will Try to embarrass you. Like I said earlier. Jezebel works to embarrass you. She will even do it. To the point of doing it publicly. If she needs to. To de-weaponize you. She does. She tries to de-weaponize you. And to embarrass you. To the point. So she's able to control you. To doing what she wants. Or what she thinks is right. Um, If you notice. If you notice all of these things I've said. Jezebel really fits and carries a lot of narcissistic characteristics. Uh, I believe narcissists and, and Jezebel experience are very, very well tied and often could be one and the same. So you have to be able to discern which is which or if they are both involved. Because Jezebel loves control. She loves manipulation. She has an inflated sense of uh, of. pride, she has an inflated sense of self, she has illusions of grandeur, she thinks she's better than she is, uh, she exalts herself past her title, she, again, like I said, she was not the king, she exalted herself to operate under the mantle and the, the, the job description of a king, when it wasn't hers, um, she loves, 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 To control. She loves to control. Because secretly... That control is based in insecurity that she may lose something. And if there are people around you... Who constantly want to mold you into their their version of you... If there's people around you who constantly want to control you... And to make you into something you are not... If there's people around you who constantly tell you you should be like this, you should be like that, you should be like me, you should be like what I think, or if there's if they like literally try to to force you to do something that they think is ideal, that is a Jezebelic spirit. It's a, it's a manipulative spirit that's trying to move you and to control you into its own thing. If Jezebel, if that person in your life. It's like, basically, salty or re- it, it, it it um lashes out any time you don't do what it thinks you should be doing. If it does that, that is oftentimes a Jezebelic spirit. Because it's a form of control that you aren't doing what I want you to do. So let me lash out. Let me lash out because you aren't. In a place I think you should be. That's why when things happen. And people don't do what we want them to do. We have to let go and let God do it. Because he is the one who knows. He is the one who has this all. He is the one who. Who controls or can change a person's heart. We don't have that power. We are called to do but one thing. We're not called a judge. In a sense. We're not called a judge. And I mean judge as in condemn. We were called to love. We were called to restore and restore our brothers and brethren gently. We are not called to be critical and nasty. We are not called to do that. We're not called to backbite. We're not called to gossip about people. We were called to do, to, to edify, to encourage, to uplift. But when this spirit comes, when the spirit is in effect, it will cause, it will take those those principles and it will take it to the extreme to the point to hold you under bondage and say, we're not called a judge, we're not called, there's order, you don't speak against certain people, you don't do certain things, but clearly in the Bible, when the Spirit of the Lord comes against, into a person, when the Spirit of the Lord is in operation, any person has access to be rebuked, because even, even, even a donkey was used to rebuke and surely the donkey is under any any man. The donkey is not as, as prized or important as any man and he was led to be um, the rebuker for the Lord. No person is under or no person is over rebuke. The Lord rebukes and chastises those he loves. And if not, it wouldn't be love. He corrects you when you're off. He redirects you when you're misguided. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Jezebel loves to utilize the prophetic. She actually surrounded herself with prophets of Baal. Uh, 1 Kings 18 verse 19 says, Now therefore send and gather to me all of Israel unto Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal 450 and the prophets of the graves 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. She feasted dine. She supped with him. There's about 850 people there. Prophets. She surrounds herself with the prophets. She loves prophets. But it's funny because she hates True prophets, because like I said, they can see and they can exploit what she is doing. She loves. She loves Yesmen. She loves people around her who will not hold her accountable. Because like I said in the beginning, that is her 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 strength is in the lack of accountability. Her strength is in no one calling her out. Her strength is in simply doing what she pleases. Jezebel loves the prophetic. She loves people. Who are able to see. But see what she wants them to see. She loves people who will see. But see. In a demonic sense. Or not just necessarily just demonic. But misguided. Twisted. Twisted stuff. Um, she is willing to take hold of power. Take hold of possession. or whatever she tries to gain control of. At any time expense even at the expense of others. She has no compassion for others. If they are in the way of what she needs to do, she will take them out and let them suffer. First Kings verse twenty one says Jezebel is enamored. Oh, first Kings twenty one, I'm sorry. Is the story basically about it's about this man who owned this plot of land. And King Ahab wanted this plot of land and he tried to buy it from him. And basically, the man refused and Ahab comes home and he's crying. He, he, he's crying. Jezebel comes in and she sees her husband crying and she's like, What's wrong? Why are you crying? What's, what's going on? And basically, she finds out that this man... Didn't sell the plot of land. So what does she do? She goes and sends for him to be killed. And they take control of the land. After killing off that man. Jezebel is willing to do whatever it takes. To further themselves. To to, uh, to, get, to get what they want. She will cause. People to be hurt. She will cause others to be abused. She will cause whatever it may be. So that her narrative and her agenda be met. Um. Like I said, Jezebel is enamored and obsessed with her appearance. Even in her last moments, we see that she is told that Jehu is coming. Jehu is the son of Jehoshaphat. She is told that Jehu is coming. And what does she do? She puts makeup on herself and fixes her appearance. She is obsessed with her appearance because her appearance is everything she is. Um... What she looks like is everything she is. When you see people who are so obsessed with their appearance, not necessarily just on the outside, or like with makeup and stuff like that, but it, or even men, like with um, I don't know, whatever, whatever exterior thing, it it could necess- it could just be how they look to other people. Like oftentimes, narcissists and Jezebelic spirits, they operate under this illusion this illusion this appearance based appearance based reality so when other when you're around somebody who honestly thinks and cares more about the opinion of other people even when doing right they care more about the opinion of other people and they're moved by the opinion of other people to the point to where they will do whatever it takes to maintain that appearance that is how the Jezebelic spirit works. It likes to maintain appearances. And when it, that's why it hates being called out. Because when it's called out and exploited and exposed, you are messing with its appearances. You are messing with what it looks like. You're messing with what it's trying to portray itself as. Jezebel likes to use her appearance, oftentimes, to move a person into that idolatry. She likes to move someone into idolatry. And the hilarious thing is. Though. In her last effort to maintain her appearance. The very end. She was thrown out of a window. She was splattered on the floor. And dogs got to her. How gruesome. How embarrassing. And that's honestly quite exposing. For someone who loves appearances. That's very exposing. That's quite the opposite. But. Uh, again as I continue this on we got to remember that this is Jezebel's not a person it's not a um a specific person it's a spirit cuz we wrestle not against flesh and blood but principalities and things of the spiritual it's a spirit and a thing meant to be tackled in the spirit again it's a spirit and a thing meant to be tackled in the spirit If you notice If you read the story of Jezebel, again, if you go ahead and go back, uh, Jezebel, as in 1 Kings, starts with about, um, it's in 1 Kings chapter, around chapter 16, starts with chapter 16. And you can start there. And it ends about 2 Kings. But it's not a straight, like, story. It's here and there. So if you read it, at the end of the the whole, like at the end of the whole story, Jezebel isn't killed or taken out by anything Elisha or Elijah did. It's funny because she really isn't taken out by anything they did. She's more or less taken out by Jehu. She was taken out by Jehoshaphat's son. She was basically taken out. If you if you really read it, she was taken out by the reaping of what she had done. So, oftentimes. Oftentimes, what it takes, this is how you deal with Jezebel. What it takes is that you remove yourself because Elijah, when he was, after he fled, he never came back to confront her like that. And um, after his death, Elisha never really confronts her. They send messages, but they never really confront her to the point to where they are dealing with her face to face. Which, by the way, the, the two, Elisha and Elijah, two prophets were, were basically, it was a life of two prophets to deal with one spirit. This shows you that not everything, not everything is meant to be tackled alone. It's meant to be done with other people, with a group. Groups are oftentimes more powerful. Groups, they will cause you... To operate under that unity, under that 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 thing, and it, you become a powerhouse because uh, you know three shining corners is more strong. When two or three are gathered in in His name, what? You're stronger. You're stronger. He is in their midst. It's the same thing for Satan, though. It's the same thing for Satan. That's why she likes to surround herself with all those prophets, and she likes to surround herself with Ahab, couple herself because when it works in a relationship or a covenant or even a marriage, or uh, what have you, when it works under multiple parties, when two spirits combine, they are stronger than one, and they are able to tackle things at a greater strength. So really, there was nothing that was done to take out Ahab. What Revelation 2 says, if you reread it, it says, Come out from her. Come out and repent and leave her ways. For the Lord will cast her on a sick bed, the Lord will cast her on a sick bed, and the Lord will deal with her, he will cause her children to die. Which in the story, um, Ahab dies, and she was left without a backing. And what happens? Her son takes control of Israel, his name is Joram. He ends up being hurt in battle. So just like Revelation 2, her children died, her children died, her her son died, and Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat. He then is anointed king and he comes and kills. He's the one who killed Joram and he comes and kills Jezebel. He's the one who ordered her to be pushed out the window. Jezebel is meant, oftentimes you'll be led when dealing with the spirit. The best bet at some points is to leave, to leave, to distance yourself so you can fully examine all that is going on. And you can pray from the Spirit and protection and you can protect yourself and let the Lord handle it. Because eventually her ways will be exposed from uh, like the the, divine orchestration from the Lord sending other people, from the Lord sending exposure, their ways will be exposed eventually. And you have to remove yourself from its grasp. You can't enable her. You cannot enable her. You can't let her do what she's doing. You can't let her do what she's doing. And again, I'm using her and she's because I'm talking about the spirit. But I am talking about that spirit. Because Jezebel is a girl's name, so I'm kind of using that. But it can be male or female. Um, So yeah, you leave... So, yeah. Um um as I was making this this podcast that's a, a, a few days ago, not today, but yes about yesterday morning or the morning before, uh, the Lord actually spoke to me and he gave me this word and he said, "If God by the Holy Spirit could reveal who Jesus was to Peter, then do you honestly think he can't reveal who you are to people?" The Lord said he is bringing forth exposure, both in good and the bad. And he is showing the nature of men's hearts. Some are being brought down who have too long hurt my sheep, Lord, the Lord said. While others are being brought up who have been faithful to me in their hearts. And this is what the Lord said to me that day. That is what the Lord said to me. This is a season of exposure. This is a season of exposure. We talked about Jezebel today. We're talking about Ahab next week. This is a season of exposure. We're here to bring down and cast down these spirits. Oh, I have a lot, a lot of notes. I have a lot of stuff I can go over. But I have to wrap this up because it's going a little bit long. So let me go ahead and pray over you. But before I do that, let me tell you, those who... if it's been revealed by the Spirit of the Lord or those around you that the Lord is sending, that you are operating under this Spirit. You are abusing. You are mishandling people. Don't let your pride come and take you out. Don't let your pride disqualify you from the the life the Lord has for you. Repent. As the scripture says, while there is still time, don't be so prideful. Don't be so prideful to not listen to those around you who say you have hurt them. If someone has said you've hurt them, apologize and change your ways. Truly apologize and receive what they're saying because regardless, even if it's off, even if, if you think you didn't do it, or even if you didn't mean to do it, or even if you did on accident, or even if you didn't even do it. Apologizing and, and, and um, restoring that person is more worth it than your pride. So for those who are under the Spirit, repent. And for those who have been um, affected and victimized, we are behind you. I pray... That all the wounds that have, how they've hurt you, how they've how they've um, hurt you, how they've wounded you, how they've caused you to, to, to bleed. And those many times you've cried, those many times that, that you wished for your, your life not to be, even be like a thing. Not For those who wish that they weren't even born because of all this mess that's happening to them. They feel like the trauma and the, the, the world is against them. We stand with you and we're about to pray for both of you. Okay, let's just if you can just just close your eyes and be receptive to the spirit of the Lord. If you can, if you can, if you can't just just pray along, but Holy Spirit, we come and we ask you send your power down, send your power down, send your power down in manifestation against the works of the, the spirit of Jezebel that are holding your, your servants and your people. And we ask you to back everything we say because we know you will. Because Luke 10.19 says, We have a power over all the enemy and we shall trample in on serpents and scorpions. And we nothing shall by any means hurt us. We have power over all the enemy. You say we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and rulers of the darkness, the wicked things. You said we have dominion. You have come so that the, the, the things of the enemy can be destroyed. Jesus, you came. You came and it says that you came to destroy the works of the enemy. So it's truly you will come because you have already done it. And we call out, we expose that spirit of Jezebel affecting those people that are listening to my podcast. And I rebuke the hold of Jezebel on your life. You let them go. You let them go in the name of Jesus. You let them go. You people who have been affected by Jezebel, you let them go. You let these people go. I pray, even if it takes provision. From the Lord, financial, uh, supernatural provision, or even just like a divine orchestration, whatever it may be. I pray that division comes, I mean provision comes rather. Provision comes so that you may get out of that situation if need be. People who are operating under Jezebel, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. That spirit messing with you come off of you now. Come off of you now. You have no right. We are children of the king. You have no right. You have no right. You have no right to affect a child of the king. You have no right. For that, that body was bought with a price. And covered in the blood of Jesus. Covered in the blood of Jesus. Covered in the blood of Jesus. You have no right. And we put you on sentence right now. Your days are numbered. Now you leave. In the name of Jesus. You leave. Lord, we thank you for everything you're doing. We know that you're you're healing hearts. And you're you're binding up wounds. And you're fixing things in the spirit realm. You're fixing things in the spirit realm. So they could be manifested. And fixed in the physical realm. We know that you are a God who is faithful. We know you are a God that works. And your blood Speaks better things on our behalf. And we thank you for everything you do. And we thank you for you showing up. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you are the one who guides us in all truth. That today, everything, every word that I've said will be clearly, clearly, clearly seared upon the hearts and spirits of the people who listen to it. And we thank you that no more will we be affected and and bound by the spirit of Jezebel but will be set free in your liberty for surely you give us rest in Jesus name I thank you again in your name amen well that's all I have for you today folks um hope you guys are blessed by this again if you have any testimonies if you felt a release if you have been dealing with this if this message spoke to you, contact me. You can comment in the description. You can comment in the comments below on YouTube. You can uh, go ahead and DM me or, or tweet me at, at Twitter on R E W B S S underscore. R E W B S S underscore. Or you can go to the uh, Instagram, which is W T L I pod. Uh, you can DM me there or you can just whatever, whatever. Um, Please, uh, please, please follow, uh, follow the Instagram, Twitter, whatever to stay in touch, uh, subscribe to my YouTube, uh, follow the Apple podcasts and Spotify, um, follow there so you'll notified anytime I have a new episode and yeah, I just. If you feel led to give, if you this has blessed you, if you feel led to give financially, there's a PayPal link under the the um, description of the YouTube video, or there's also a Patreon that you can uh, you can go on if you want to do it bi-monthly. Um, again, I hope this has blessed you. I know this is for somebody because uh, personally, I've gone through the same things. I've gone through some of this, and I know that it can be tough, but just stick it out and rely on the Lord. And truly, days are coming that are brighter than the darkest day you have. The brighter days are coming. And I speak it into your life and I I send you off in that. Uh, God bless you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining in. And I'll see you next week with a strong message on Ahab. Bye.